Welcome to Season 5 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My passion is old houses, new technologies, and sustainability. Previous seasons of this podcast have featured many vendors, subcontractors, architects, designers, covering many aspects of renovations and hiring professionals to help. This season, I'll be focusing on collecting even more renovation stories because we can all learn from each other and I just can't resist talking to people about their houses. This episode, I'm talking to Dominic and Deirdre Urbino. They're the owners of the A.J. McCall House, a late Victorian built in 1896 in New Westminster, British Columbia. So I did a little poking around at the history of the home and it turns out The first owner, A.J. McCall, was appointed Chief Justice for British Columbia's Supreme Court. This is in Canada. Also, in 1961, the house was converted to a 27-room personal care home, which I take to mean nursing home. Dom and Deirdre have been working bit by bit on their house for 13 years. And here's my conversation with Dom and Deirdre. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited to hear more about your house. I was being interviewed by Dom on his podcast. That's right. And he showed me some pictures of your house and I wanted to hear more about it. So I heard that you're serial renovators. We are serial we, renovators. I'm in the middle of a renovation actually right now. Oh. <laughs> but um but this this house was probably the biggest project I think that we had so when we purchased the home it only had it didn't have any doors on any of the bathrooms. <clears throat> That's interesting. Do you know Do you know why? Um, because there was two people living in it and they kind of were living in different spaces. It, okay. It's a six, is it 6,000 six, square feet? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little over 6,200 with the, with the basement. This home is a Victorian, built in 1893 and New Westminster was called the Royal City back then. Okay, that's in British Columbia, right? That's yeah. right, yeah. Canada. Canada, Canada. Mm-hmm. So you bought the house in what year? We bought it in 2010. Okay. So you've been working and on it for 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you ever feel like every five years you need to make a change? Or that's how I always feel. I and always then, feel like I need to make a change, actually. But I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only then, get around to it every 15 years. And then about every 10 years, it's like something you're waiting for something to go. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. the dishwasher went, the yeah. washing machine went, you know, the like roof, just little. The roof is going to The roof help. is, yeah, it's, it needs some help now too. So right. we've done, we've done some maintenance with it because it is cedar shingles. That's something on its own. Everything mm. is a thing with old houses is what I find. Yeah. That, that is very true. So how did you find the house? You were living in that Dutch colonial that you mentioned earlier. Yes. You went, you went from that Dutch colonial and uh, looking for more space. We were actually in the process of dealing with designers and putting an extension on the Dutch Colonial. And because it was a designated home, we were in the process of dealing with the city and whether we could actually add the extension onto the house and everything else. Mm. And then this house came up. It actually, this was the third time it was listed. Oh. It's, it's a big project. Like you, the, the pictures looked amazing. You were just like, oh my gosh, the foyer, you walk in, it's this grand entrance with these beautiful stairs and, and all the stained glass windows. The past owners had put period uh, fixtures in. So the lighting was Mm. just gorgeous, all that kind of stuff. But then 
when you started to walk through the home, you're like, oh, it needs work. It needs like it. It needs work. Like none of the bathrooms were like habitable. No. Yeah. They were pretty scary. Okay. Um, yeah. All so right. Then so it just kind of went from there. You decided to buy it. Did you see it yeah. the last time it was on the market? Did you see it every time it went on the no, market? No, no. We saw it first. Well, the first time we saw it, we was, bought it oh, okay. pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 And the realtor actually, she said when we went to view the home after, like after we bought it and everything, she goes, I knew you were going to buy the house. And I'm like, well, why do you say that? And she goes, because you asked the right questions. And okay. of course, at that time, I didn't know what I was asking, but I think there's things that come with an old house, the wiring, the plumbing, the this, the that, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like no going in, some realtors will post that. Some realtors won't. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are updated and some people jimmy things. Right. So just all of those little things. Um, Yeah. Asbestos around the pipes. How do you handle that? Yeah. You just handle it. (laughs) Just get it, take it out. (laughs) You just handle it, as we say. Yeah. So, so what what did you, what did you do first when you got the house? Mm. Do you know what we had to do? We had to sell the AGA stove. Are you familiar with an AGA Mm -hmm. stove? Yeah. Yeah. It's this monster. It's beautiful. But we had it dismantled. We had it for sale. Was it on Craigslist, T? Yeah. Yeah. And we happened to sell it on like the day. It just worked out perfectly. Otherwise, we're going to have to put it in storage. And Mm. then you lose parts and you forget. And then the enamel gets chipped. And yeah. But we ended up selling it to a guy who was putting it in a 10,000 square foot cabin. On the island. He was building on an island, on a semi-private island. So he was the right guy to buy it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Why did you need to get rid of it? Was it not working? It was the only thing heating that space because the home was so large. We, and everything is through um, boiler and and radiators, the old cast iron radiators. Mm -hmm. They shut everything down. They would barbecue in the summer and they would run the Aga stove to heat that space and close off the rest of the house um, because there was only two of them. Okay. So they close off the whole rest of the house. And just light the stove to warm the kitchen. Yeah. And that's where they yeah. lived. I'm kind starting of- to see why maybe they got divorced. It was kind of <laughs> I miserable. I am too. I am too. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, our, our house is freezing in the winter. Is it? Like, yeah, like hang meat from the ceiling. It's cold. Yeah. Oh. Um, do you have insulation? Yeah. Yeah? Well, not in well, some walls. Ceiling, yes. Why'd you get rid of the stove if that was the only way you could you could heat it? No, so we we did... Um, turn everything back on, turn mm. the boiler on. Um, and then we're having issues with the boiler. It, it would just shut off on its own. Mm. So then we put in a new boiler, went high efficiency. The cost to uh, heat the home was outrageous. And uh, so going high efficiency was kind of the, the best solution for us, for sure. Mm. Our, our plumber loves us because he follows us from house to house doing the reno. Yeah, and when he, he first you. saw this house, he's like, so basically you've got a campfire heating this house. <laughs> it was an old, it was a commercial boiler, but it wasn't very efficient. It was, it was two channels with, you know, two open flame channels that was heating everything, but it was super inefficient. Mm. And previously, of course, the house had been heated with coal. So that was, you know, I'm looking at a little coal fireplace. There's six coal fireplaces in the home. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. And one of them, um, uh, one that was in the dining room was taken out. Do any of your fireplaces work? The one in the living room probably could, but we don't. Yeah. You fell in love with how grand it is. Does it have any special or unusual rooms, like a ballroom on the third floor or anything like that? <laughs> there was an addition that was actually added to the home in 1911. Um, and it was said that it was built for a, as a dining room hmm. um but we use it as a living room but honestly the space i don't know it's probably 400 square feet on its own wow or maybe huge. it's gets yeah, it's a large large space so we use it as a living room but half of it mm. is is kind of tv and the other half is we're using it as workout space oh. well, <laughs> but um right above it is our bedroom is our master bedroom. When we okay. purchased the home, it was an extra suite. Hmm. It was a suite. We do actually have an attic suite. We call it the princess suite. Nice. When so we, who lives, when we go to who lives up there? It. Oh, you rent it out? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's yeah. a one bedroom or it's a bachelor, you would call it. It's a Yeah, but it's fully contained. self-contained. We put a washer dryer in there and it's the nicest bachelor suite in the entire city because mm, it's sounds like it would be yeah. overlooking the park. It's got a rooftop patio. It's yeah, it's Ooh, pretty cool. nice. What's the biggest surprise that you've had in your house? Oh, when we were uh, taking out a wall in our uh, in our bedroom, actually, because we reconfigured the bedroom. Uh, the bathroom was still where it was, but. We had to get an engineer in and everything else because this, uh, the roof started to collapse. Oh, no. Do you remember that, Dom? <laughs> you might not I do. That. I, mean, I might not have even said anything because <laughs> yeah, I just handle I, stuff sometimes. You probably didn't, you probably didn't <laughs> tell me, which is best. Uh, that, so that's big. I, you know what the biggest surprise for me is we took down the drywall ceiling in the roof, in, in the kitchen, sorry. And I was the one who took it down. And the absolute rain storm of squirrel poop uh -huh. that fell on me rat. and 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 rat and whatever it was <clears throat> i mean it just like made that sound for uh, it had to be a minute it just uh, kept cascading down and uh so it, you know yeah. pest proofing this house has been a thing i think we've done a good job now actually yeah but um we've but we've oh man filled wall um blocked in uh windows we actually took out a window in the basement mm. just because it um we redid the door into the basement because we have like a a, a cellar door like you mm -hmm. walk down these sketchy looking like think wizard of stuff. oz you know where it opens to the oh, outside i, I know wait i have one of those hatch. that bulkhead is what we call it around here oh right okay. you, go, you open the doors like this then you walk down the stairs and there's yeah. another door at the bottom yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot of um, steel wool in corners. Mm. Just that to works. keep the mice. Those mice do not like me. steel wool. Had the had your house been vacant for a while before the previous owners bought it? If you said it was in a bad neighborhood, did it? Was it? No, oh no, no. It's so the neighborhood when I grew up, New Westminster was not a great neighborhood to come from. But this particular yes. part, because we're in a place called Queens Park, mm -hmm. this is where all the judges lived. The okay. judges Excellent. and the lawyers and the affluent people lived. But all around it in this in this city is a how do I say this? Transitional. Yeah. Okay. So it was never abandoned. It was always lived in by judges and other 
prominent people in the community. So it wasn't run down. No. Well, no. I mean, I think every owner that has lived in it has done something to upgrade it for mm. for them. So the last owners, um, the whole house was pink stuccoed. They did um, the whole exterior of the home. They peeled all the stucco off, repainted it, um, took it back to the old wood um, hmm. exterior, the cedar. And so then, that's nice. yeah. Well, before that, it was an old age home. Was it? No, so that's kind it of interesting. A, yeah. Well, like I, the mayor, I think, owned it. But before that, yeah, it was, there was, it was a senior's home. There was a woman that approached us. It was her mom that was the nurse. And so she lived, her and her mom lived here. Oh, interesting. Um, when we did, when we did the heritage home tour. So that's another thing that New West does every May. So you're, um, you're a stop on the tour, I assume. We were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an option, right? You you opt into it because you've really got to do a lot of work on your home to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but New Westminster does a heritage home tour. It's just beautiful. Yeah, those are fun to go on as a yeah. person on the tour. I love going on those. Mm. So what what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned? I know that you renovated in a different house as well. What would you say is the biggest biggest lessons that you've learned if you were <laughs> going to start in another project? We're going to have different answers here. Yeah, that's okay. Know. <laughs> Dom's answer is just buy it done with furniture. Oh my god! In it. Buy a show home, please. Yeah, that would be so much easier. Buy it with plates, <laughs> couches, everything. Just move in ready. But I, I have to admit, I love this place now. But the the one thing I've realized is that it seems to be our job to replumb and rewire old homes. Our job yep. is to bring them up to code, which is not cheap. Nope. It's not fast. Mm. It ain't fun. Mm-mm. But my wife does a fantastic job. That's her happy place. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Well, the more fun part of that is the finishes of, you know, when you're replacing the plumbing and you know, the lighting fixtures and all that. I do kind of call those the root canals of architecture because they're not that much <laughs> fun. You can't show your friends like, look at my new waste stack. Isn't this, isn't this nice? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody cares, but it is nice to have modern plumbing and vented sinks and all that. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, I, you know, with this house, the goal was to make everything functional. Because just the layout of the kitchen, the layout of bathrooms, um, the heating, closet space, like Mm. in old homes, they might be large, but the whole closet thing is, you know, they were narrow. I mean, shallow, right? So it's, it's just all these little things. And that's what I'm dealing with right now. You know, we thought we were so smart when we bought this house and we forgot to write in all of the furniture that they had here because it was full of antiques Mm. and you know you can just write it into the offer to say you know pay this much for the house and included is that armoire that thing that thing that thing and we didn't and afterwards the one thing we said is we don't want your snooker table which took up a massive part of what's now our living room a snooker table yeah snooker is that like a a pool table it's like a big pool table table. billiards table they took up the entire thing yeah um and it was made of slate. And he's like, no, you should keep it. You could sell it later. I'm like, yeah, we're not selling that thing. But he had all, there was so much stuff here. And then when we were done, they commented. And they said, we were surprised you guys didn't write that into the offer. We're leaving. We're divorced. You could have just taken it. And we're like, oh, God. Like, all yeah. of the furniture was already here, already in place, already made sense. And uh. we, didn't, we didn't write it in. We just had to ask. And we didn't even do that. I think ask questions. 
honestly, like every time I go into a project, even though I feel like I've done a lot, I've talked to a lot of people, um, all that kind of stuff. Like it's just asking more and more and more questions. And then in the end, whoever the contractor that you make the decision on going with, you actually know that that's the right person because you've asked enough questions. Hmm. What kind of questions do you mean? Like about them or their work or about the house or how it's going to be? What is it they're going to actually do? Because they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a thousand bucks to frame that wall. Right. It's like, yeah, "Mm, but really, why is it going to cost you a thousand dollars and it's going to cost the next person fifteen hundred? Right. Probably because they're not including the same scope. Like why? And and sometimes it's not about labor. It's about the work that they're doing. How do you know who to choose as your contractor? Well, how do you, what's your method? Yes, it's on price. <laughs> it's got to be. You can't, you can't be broke over it, right? You can just trust referrals and, and really is somebody who can communicate. Because if they can't communicate with you, there's why, why do it? It's, it's yeah. not worth it. If they ghost you, like, or they don't show up, or they're late, or mm-hmm. any, any, like, no, you know, right from the get go that it's, yeah, I, I need communication. Yeah. People always have excuses. Oh my gosh. Every, all the time. Mm. But listen, if you talk to me, I'm, I'm, I'm usually pretty lenient. Do you ever hire architects or other designers or professionals of other kinds besides the contractor themselves? No. <laughs> well, you know okay. why? Because uh, I I probably should have been an architect. Oh, okay. I I was going to do my master's and then I didn't. It, I just it's a lot. It's I don't know how many years, yeah. you know, right? 10 years, a lot of whatever years. it is. Yeah. yeah. It's different now. Like you can get into the industry and design and and maybe if I was doing it now, I, I mm-hmm. might have looked at it differently. Yeah. But so you don't hire designers because you're the designer. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I'll, I mean, I'll, that's perfectly I'll, valid. I'll pull up whatever program and design kitchens and bathrooms mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I um, think we're always doing smaller. You know, we don't, we didn't approach this house as a, as one big reno. It was a bunch of little renos. So mm-hmm. we're going to do the kitchen and Deidre designed the kitchen as to how she wanted it to look. I think now looking back, there's some decisions like anything. The first time you do something, you're like, I would do that differently. And that's, that's where an architect comes in or designer. If Mm -hmm. you've never done this before, you're going to practice on your first one. So what's your tolerance for practice? True. Right. Yeah. I mean, not every project needs an architect. No. I mean, that's for sure. But I mean, it's just somebody to design it and um, keep track of all the different details, which I guess was you. So. I think that that where we're feeling the bruising of that now, though, is the fact that our house is so cold because our contractor built the a small extension straight on slab. And so when it gets cold, our house is freezing. Mm. And so it doesn't have that. It's not it's not done the way it should be done. Yeah. In some ways. Uh, in other ways, it's overdone. Right. It's overdone. And so, you know, we could we could have learned. I personally would like us to hire a GC, you know, in the whole suite of professionals so that the D can manage them because the stress that I see my sweet wife go through, I don't like to see. Yeah. 
it can be pretty stressful. Having a general contractor does kind of allow you not to ha- have to be on site every single minute. day, every single minute the other people are there, which depends on if you, if that's the way, if you have the time and that's what, what that's kind of your passion and that's one thing, but it, it, it's kind to me, sometimes it's worth the money for the extra money for the general contractor because they have the relationships and they can get people to show up when they need them. And I'm saying that not using a general contractor right now. I guess when you're doing it, maybe the grass is always greener, but it's not easy. It's not easy having having to manage everybody. And there's no job foreman. If there's a mess, you have to clean it up. There's all these other things that you just don't think about having to do. And then all of a sudden there you are doing it, doing it. Yep. You know, I was you know what I was going to say is Dom keeps saying our main floor is so cold. It's so cold. Like, you know, the upstairs is warm, but Mm -hmm. Ha, the, that's my only regret in in everything that we did on this house. Um, I should have heated the floor in the kitchen. Like I should have just done a heated floor in the kitchen. And I think that would have just solved everything. And there would be no complaint all the way around. The house would yeah. be. Oh, no, it's the house perfect. is beautiful. It is fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Can you, yeah. is there, do you have any crawl space or basement underneath oh. that part? <laughs> yeah, we have a full yeah. basement. Oh, so could you put some radiant? heat in the floor choice yeah so yeah we've talked about it we just haven't attempted it yeah that's not an inexpensive way to go but people i know who have it love it yeah even heat on the floor i think just heated slippers would do the same thing though that's what i think (laughs) that's right get some battery operated (laughs) heated slippers just wear your socks we wear sweaters yep i always have to wear my slippers around here (laughs) so dom you have a podcast for contractors that's right right. yeah yeah that's how you and i met that's how we met and so you want to talk a little bit about that sure well i've got i actually have two podcasts that i there's one i don't think i even told you about Mm. so there's one that's for contractors it's called profit tool belt and that's where you know gcs and any sub trade whether it's commercial or residential they come there to learn the business of the contracting business and then if you take that same idea but you move it over to cabinet makers and architectural mill workers and furniture makers they listen to the other show which is called cabinet maker profit system yeah nice and were you are you were you a contractor before is that how you well a long time ago but really small stuff yeah Um, but i'm a business guy now your business Uh, i've built and sold a couple of companies and i i've always worked with contractors and so this is i might be the luckiest person in the world because i'm a business coach and i've been doing it for since d and i've been married 23 years i guess anybody who really likes what they do is pretty lucky yeah right generally speaking Uh, do you have an Instagram account or anything? I do, but you know, the best place to, to find me is really through the podcast or the YouTube channel or LinkedIn. Um, uh, the Instagram account is just my personal one. It's just... It's, right, right, it's, right. We don't want to look at that. Stuff. Yeah. I meant for the house. Do you have one for the house? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, I can't believe you don't. I think in about 10 minutes have... we will. You, dear, you, yeah, there's a huge old house community on um, Instagram that people share ideas and they share pictures of their houses and their projects and everything of course but it's really good supportive community that you would probably enjoy cool yeah i'll have to look i think that would be cool do you know Catherine? we've got these stained glass windows that i i I don't think we understand but there there's something about them because they're stained glass they're beautiful but then somebody back in the day hand painted birds oh pretty as part of it Hmm. and every once in a while somebody will just knock on our door and like we heard Sorry, what is it, T? The Bloomfield Brothers. They've only done, they've only done, I think, 
four homes in the lower mainland. I think there was four houses. But yeah. And they they did those stained glass windows? Yeah. Well. So yeah, somebody knocked on the door and was like, I wanna see these. Anyways. Did you funny. let yeah. did you let them in? I can't remember now. Yeah, he was he was interesting, but odd. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you know who does come into our house is we get movies uh, knocking on our door all the time. Wow. That's Deidre's other job, it seems, is working with location managers for, for movies and commercials. Well, that's a great idea. The neighborhood in general is very film friendly. So, yeah, our neighbors, they probably get triple the amount of gigs that we do. But uh, hmm. it's, Why it's all good. Do you know what? We don't know. We don't know, they but it's fine. Very... We get the catering, they get the gig. It's, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> our our house is very unique. Theirs is very, like, it's just... It's squarer. Yeah, um, it's, I think it can be used by the movies a lot It's more of a blank slate type yeah. house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How do you hook up your house with films or any other... If people wanted to make their house a, a movie star, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. There's a central there's a central website that allows you to post your pictures okay. and then and location scouts go there. But that's not really what happened is Deidre started to meet location scouts and she's so nice. She keeps talking to them. And then when they move to another project, they're like, well, we got this house and they have their own inventory in their mind of what mm-hmm. the director's vision is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So originally, originally it was BC Film Commission and I sent everything in on a DVD. Now you can go to Creative BC. And you download all your pictures and then they sort them and then location scouts use them. So sometimes I'll get a phone call from a location scout that I've dealt with before. And sometimes I'll get a random call and say, hey, I saw your your images. Do they still look the same? Can we come take pictures? It's a process. Mm-hmm. So you're always having to open your door and clean your house and make sure and <laughs> Dom hates that. Because <laughs> I kind of go crazy for about 24 hours. And then um, and then they retake pictures because each location scout has their own file. You know what I would do if, if you wanted to start from scratch? If you saw a whole bunch of big white vans, if you saw a movie being filmed in your neighborhood, neighborhood mm-hmm. or a commercial, go talk to them. Especially that first day they're setting up. And just say, who's the location manager, location scout? And they'll introduce you to the person. Mm-hmm. And what Deidre's done a very good job of is building relationships with them. Right. And they've yeah. all, they all know, like they've got in their mind what the director wants. Yeah. Um, and so we get called sometimes and we get called other, we don't get called other times, but when it's right, they, you know, we're on the list at least. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's um, fun. Your listeners might want to know that all the, the different shows that are filmed here. Yeah, sure. What are, what are they? You been? don't know that when you're watching. So when you're watching Riverdale, which is Archie comics, they made it a little bit, eh. but Riverdale's filmed here. Superwoman, The Flash. In your house or in BC? Oh, no, just in our neighborhood. Oh, our oh, house okay. had um, Supernatural a couple times. Yeah. Woke. Woke, the movie Woke. A bunch oh, of commercials. The, TV series, yeah. Lots of commercials. Oh, just, they just did a Mobile One commercial with our garage a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Um, Apple. Nice. Or Microsoft or something. They did with the butterflies. Who's the butterflies? That's that Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. They Microsoft. were here for a while. That was a long one. Yeah. Anyways. There's lots. You'd be surprised. Everything's, every, it's, you know, they call the area Hollywood North. Uh, well, that's very exciting. That's a nice, that's a nice idea. A nice way to share your home with everybody else. Also, yeah. the beauty of it. 
thanks for listening to the podcast. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, the listener. I invite you to join me on Instagram at Talking Home Renovations, where we are building up a friendly community. Other ways to get in touch are in the show notes, including the weekly newsletter that includes photos from the episodes. It's kind of worth signing up for that. Talking Home Renovations with Alice Maven is proud to be a member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. If you're into architecture, check out what the network has to offer at gablemedia.com. That is G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Until next time, take it easy. Take it easy.